Kia ora and welcome to the Take Your Meds podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Rose. I'm a trauma recovery coach and founder of No New Things and Ritual, my online programs that transform your inner world. Season two of the podcast is all about the new paradigm of leadership. I've called in some pretty extraordinary millennials to chat this through esoteric, philosophical, spiritual, indigenous, and creative lenses to shift your mindset. Let's go. Kia ora and welcome back to the Take Your Meds podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Today I'm sitting down with a mentor, a soul sister, um, and an incredible, incredible medicine woman, Akika K. Um, we met on Instagram towards the end of last year. I remember finding your page and feeling so deeply moved by the embodiment of your gift and was like, holy shit, <laughs> she's on. <laughs> and I think I listened to a few um, lives that you shared and then we got together in Wananga towards the end of the year with a big crew and it was just beautiful to really connect with you and um learn learn about so many similarities in our stories um in our journeys of coming into our gifts um and to just be in your energy you have an incredible energy and so I'm so grateful to have you on the podcast it's like such a privilege and an honor um and yeah kia ora welcome um What's alive for you? Yes, thank you so much for such a beautiful um, welcome and invitation and reflection of our connection um, and of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, what's alive for me? I feel really grateful to be in this space with such a powerful leader and such a um, truth seeker is mm. what's coming through. And I feel excited to just play and co-create and weave through conversations. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so beautiful. And I have to mention as well, we're working together at the moment with your quantum sound healing. Um, And yeah, I just want to honor you for the ways in which you're able to hold such a powerful container. Just like, yeah, the support is unreal. So, yeah. Shout out. (laughs) (laughs) shout out to kika and her gifts um and so we are here today to talk into the new paradigm of leadership or perhaps it's not so new um but i wanted to start with your take on it like what is your felt sense on the new paradigm of leadership i really feel um it's it's unity driven it's Mm. like people coming together to leaders coming together to empower other people mm-hmm. and it's bringing that frequency and bringing that energy to others that you are your own guide mm. and for me it is I know that I am successful as a leader if I'm able to sit in space with people that I'm working with and when they leave the space or within the space they're able to feel more powerful and more of a leader than when they 
when they came in. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I think that's what we're really navigating. It's moving away from a lot of the way that we saw leadership, which is somebody at the top telling you what to do and somebody at the top who has the connection to God or whatever, mm. and moving more into the space of every being is an empowered conduit of light. Yes. And each being then expresses this light through different uh, waves and different unique expressions of frequency. Mm. Mm. Oh my goodness, it's just such a beautiful bath to start. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to settle in. I'm going to have fun. Yeah. Can we speak a little bit more into that frequency of light? What does that look like and sound like? <clears throat> I think as leaders to see that in others and for, yeah, what, what does it look like? What does it sound like to really recognize the light moving through you and then to be someone that wants to um, support and empower others to recognize the light that moves through them? Beautiful question. So to me, uh, the recognition of the light that moves through you is a deep knowing. And that deep knowing that is, is only something that can be truly felt and truly met when you've walked the path of, or you're walking the path of Mm self-realization. Um, and in that path of self-realization, you get to this point and you get to this embodied cellular, it's like a taste and feeling Mm -hmm. of this is my light. Mm -hmm. And it's usually when you've been really cracked open, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think that first, uh, what, yeah, so I feel first it's a process of feeling, feeling that, feeling who you are and your soul, or I like to call it your soul, that mm-hmm. deep resonance of this is me, this mm-hmm. is all of me. And then when you feel this is all of me, sometimes the energy gets so big that you feel that you have to like, it's like spilling over mm-hmm. and it's like, now it's time to share it. Mm. And that's when one, I feel, steps then into the frequency of the soul purpose. Mm. I love that. I love that there is a noticing of it being so abundant within you first. Yes. That it's from that place of like overflow that it's like, right, I'm ready to step into being of service, making a contribution, sharing this with others. Mm. Not before. Not before. And I think sometimes, you know, they can, it to want to serve when, you know, when share your light and come from the place of the world's messed up or there's so many things that are wrong and it's coming from a place of I need to fix. Mm-hmm. But I think this true frequency of leadership we're moving into and of embodied, I like to call it soul awakened, souls awake here in the dream is coming from a place of I'm whole and I just have so much Mm. goodness and so much of my unique expression and perception that I want to share that if I keep quiet, Mm. I don't think I can do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got to spill it out to everyone um, from that wholeness space. Mm. I love that. I love that. That's such a shift, I think, in... Um, mindset mm. around that I'm he- I'm here to fix I'm the help I'm the savior you know mm. to actually I'm good mm. and from this place of richness mm. what becomes possible yes. in the external yes how can I be helpful from this place exactly mm. I'm curious you spoke a little bit there about that kind of cracking open mm. Mm. Do you want to speak a little bit into your journey of being cracked open? Because I've met you at a, at a point in your journey where 
the light is on Mm. and the gifts are flowing Mm. and I feel the energy of miracles of abundance of prosperity of richness Mm. in your company Mm. and I know it hasn't always been like this so what has been that journey for you in that cracking cracking open Mm. um, to bring you to where you are now Mm. yeah thank you for this invitation um yeah, so it's been a massive journey, you know. I'm 27 and I feel like I'm like 50 or probably actually like 106 or something like <laughs> in terms of like the experiences that have occurred. Um, yeah. Really for me, um, I was always raised first. I want to like give some energy and like I guess uh, respect to my family because I was always raised in a spiritual space. Wow. where um, the fullness of me, I mean, my name means truth and the fullness of me was encouraged. Um, it wasn't encouraged to the extent that I'm taking it to, but they, you know, but it was, you know, that was spoken about intuition, uh, wholeness. Wow. Um, so I'm very grateful to have come into that family. Mm. Um, there was a lot of trauma mm-hmm. with my family. Um, I had two parents who really wanted to, changed the world and two parents that had survived very, very dark things Mm -hmm. and their love, they came together from a space of, um, you know, they were both broken in a lot, not broken, but, you know, um, working through a lot in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yes, it was navigating that Mm -hmm. in that family. My dad's a refugee. Um, He came to Australia when he was 20 years old. Um, he's been through some hectic stuff, like next level stuff, you know? Um, and he did so much to work with the light and to be the light, but also he had a big shadow Mm. and that shadow filled up the whole house. Um, it filled up a lot of our own energetic systems and fields and the way we interacted with the world. So for me, it was, uh, a rude awakening into, earth mm-hmm. <laughs> and um yeah rewriting the story around my power rewriting the story around moving through my own traumas um and a lot of mental health issues mm-hmm. um I went through severe mental health from the age of like um 12 till like 21 I was in and out of hospital mm-hmm. um I was really struggling I'd I didn't want to be here. Mm. I did not want to be here. I didn't understand why I was here. When I was at home, I couldn't feel love. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel love. Um, and when I went through that process, that to me was the cracking open and the understanding because I learned to be the Akika from the environment that I was living in and mm-hmm. born into. Mm-hmm. But as I went through that big, deep healing process because my um, mental health was so bad and, you know, um, and an addiction, drug addiction and stuff like that, I really started to get to know the real Akika. And, you know, I had so many points where I could have opted out and so many points where I wanted to give up. It, the pain was so much, mm-hmm. but there was something, there was someone there mm. and there was a love and a presence there. Um, so I started to chase that presence and I started to chase that love, you know, through my healing process um, 
Yeah, and it led me to moving away from the family dynamic in order to get my sense of self and my sense of identity. Mm -hmm. And then I really, at a young age, I was probably about 19 or 20, I went to a treatment center and I got really into spirituality and frequency and yoga. Mm -hmm. When I first found yoga, I was like, what the? This is terrible. Why are people doing this? Number one, number two, this hurts. Number three, I'm like, this is so boring. There's some chick at the front, and she's like, mm. and I'm like, I'm not feeling. Mm. I'm thinking a lot of really dark stuff, you know. Like I was just completely like, what is going on? And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I did not understand it. And you know, flash forward to that, that yoga was probably the catalyst to all of the gifts opening up mm. and to the consciousness and the understanding of the connection with the body and God and all these things. So I'm like, <laughs> that person there and this person here, wow. it's a big, it's a big gap. It's a huge journey. Mm. And I just want to honor you and say thank you for speaking life into that because mm. I mean, I, I can't imagine what that would have been like to have had that felt sense of like something is so wrong and so off, but this is the dynamic and I, mm. I am here. Mm. And you know, that, that place of realizing like, I don't feel loved, you know, love is not alive here. And to realize like, I actually need to distance myself from this dynamic to come back into a knowing of who I am in order for me to then make sense of how I'm going to move forward. And I think that that can resonate with so many people, you know, like growing up in in family dynamics where there are patterns that have been passed down across generations that um, that cause harm and that there is no awareness of. And that it's not until you kind of distance yourself from it and just pick up and try on that maybe there's another way that you create that space to see. And yeah, I just want to honor you for making that space to see yourself mm. and in doing so be able to go through what sounds like just a remarkable journey to come back home to yourself and your spiritual self. It seems like there's always a connection to that spiritual self. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What was some of those, um, what was some of those moments for you in your recovery or remembrance or, whatever word we want to use Mm. what are those pivotal moments for you that catapulted you forward yes wow such a beautiful question um there were so many (laughs) poses along the way so many you know signs that came in the form of people that came in the form of experiences I guess two that really stood out to me was I remember being in the hospital Um, and I was just like, I have nothing left. You know, I remember that feeling. Mm -hmm. Mm. I was like, I have nothing left. I have nothing left. I don't understand where I'm meant to go. And there was a nurse and she was such a beautiful person and she was so sweet. And she brought in Louise Hayes book. Mm -hmm. You can heal your life. Um, and she brought in crystals (laughs) and she sat next to me and she looked at me and she said to me, she said, you're made for something very special. She said, I see your light. Wow. And she said, I feel you. And she said, I know this is a bit inappropriate, but she goes, I know that you'll understand what I'm saying to you. And I just was like crying and I felt very connected to her. And she said, you need to move. 
she's like, you need to go to, um, at that moment I was moving in with a partner that I had at the time in New South Wales and I was in Victoria and she said, you need to move um, and things will be better for you and take this book with you and take these crystals with you. And yeah, so that was so, such a powerful moment, you know, when like kind of um, the higher self is connected through somebody coming coming forward. Mm. Um, so that was really beautiful. She was like she was speaking my language because so many of the doctors and the people I was, you know, interacting with, I didn't feel they felt where I was coming from because I didn't feel that there was anything wrong with me. I just felt that um, I couldn't be who I was. Mm. Um, so that was one. Wow. That was a really powerful wow. one. Yeah. Um, and then I had another crazy, another crazy one. This is when I'd kind of moved through my recovery and I'd gone to study yoga and I still, I believe that there was this like source and the goodness of people and manifestation and all these things. I was like, I'm on this train fully. And if you're not on this train, I'm going to tell you about it because I have been through this and I know this now and you need to get your stuff together, right? Because like, look at me, I'm getting better. Like I was kind of, you know, when you're in that kind of stage of awakening where you're trying to like wake everyone else up, it's like, because it's not fully embodied in you, you know, you're just like, oh, you're challenging me on my beliefs because you're not doing what I'm doing and I'm feeling good. So I was just like in that space, you know, like I knew there was something like, oh, something good and something powerful. Um, So I was practicing. I've been practicing for a long time. We were doing like this one hour silent meditation in the mornings. There was mosquitoes, man. I actually, what I ended up doing, I'm getting off track, but I put this thing on my head because the the leader of the meditation, he's watching every day as you sit there for an hour. So I'd put this thing on my head and I'd hide underneath, but I could see what everyone was doing and I'd just be watching <laughs> watching in the meditation, <laughs> just like, <laughs> you know, that kind of my true self, my playful self. Um, so yeah, anyway, I was practicing with these really legit people. They'd been in the game for a long time. One guy, yeah, Donnie, he was from Tibet. And he did this incredible energetic class. And I was saying, I want to see God. I want to know God. Mm. I want to see God. I want to know God. Kept repeating, kept repeating, practicing, meditating, practicing, meditating, practicing, meditating, practicing, meditating. We dropped into like a space. Like I think it was like we'd done asana and we sat down in a space and I just felt, whoa, this massive like shoot of energy up my spine. And I just like opened my eyes and I just looked around and I felt this energy of samadhi, they call it, which is like the opening, that moment of a connection to all things and being in the oneness. Mm. And I felt that this, I never felt an unconditional love like that in my life, in my life. And I felt this energy, it doesn't matter what you do here. It doesn't matter what happens here it doesn't Mm. matter if you hurt people here which would trigger some people to hear this but that energy I thought everybody goes back to that energy Mm. and that's the truth Wow. and I didn't know it at that time I didn't have the words or I didn't have the awareness and understanding I thought oh I just had a really sick experience (laughs) you know but as I've kind of like gone through it I'm like that was my moment to feel source yeah. And I actually think about that moment every single day. Mm. Moments when I'm really scared. Um, it's helped me a lot with navigating a fear of death mm. and also with my work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Mm. 
holy shit. Mm, yeah, it was next level, man. That took a lot of integrating, that one. Yeah, <laughs> especially especially knowing what the the program of love was yes. growing up. Yes, right? yes. So to have such a polarity between <sighs> that felt experience mm. and the conditioning of what love looks like and sounds like and feels like, I mean – what an incredible, incredible journey for you in that integration of love mm. and the polarity in that mm. and what you are now able to create because you have felt that polarity, mm. which is incredible. Mm. I'm really present with that as a like, like a stretching back, forward, and then propelled like what becomes possible mm. in the way that you serve and who you be mm. it's yeah wow Whew. I just feel like we could go so many places from here <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm curious as you've kind of come into this deeper connection with source mm. with this knowing of source mm. what that then means for your leadership and how you share your gifts with the world wow yeah, so it's been an unraveling because obviously I have a program and a knowing in my cells and a belief that nothing about me that feels good is wrong. Um, so That's so good. Yeah, yeah. So I try to bring that as the forefront of my leadership. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess for me it means – that I lead from a space of play. Mm -hmm. I lead from a space of, I try to, unconditional love mm -hmm. um, and creating a con containers of that energy that I experience. Obviously, I'm not so, well, I kind of, we all are so slight, but <laughs> you know, I've got, I'm a human as well, you know, but I try to bring that frequency mm -hmm. into every container that I create. Mm -hmm. um, it means leading from a space of detachment, you know, mm -hmm. where I, which has been interesting in leadership and running a business, yeah. where I um, allow my clients to be sovereign and especially in that process of running a business online and like selling, I really hold that frequency and that energy that I know my gifts and I know what I have to offer and I know that if you want to meet me there, you have the self-leadership mm. and you have the uh, autonomy and you have the, um, you know, you will be, you will meet me there. Mm -hmm. You will meet me there. So, um yeah, I would really say this connection with Source is the forefront of my business and why I do business. Mm -hmm. I feel that business actually allows us, especially as people who are healers or people uh, who are anyway, actually anybody who's creating something, allows us to really tap into that creative frequency yes. and bring unique vibrations mm -hmm. and bring unique downloads and gifts into the world and be that be it how you interact. Mm-hmm. So it's very, yeah, very mm. sacred. Yeah, it feels kind of connected to that card that we pulled before. Yes. With the horses running around mm. and the seven, the seven leads mm. and getting them to organize together in a particular uh, willed direction. Mm. I've really, really felt that in my journey of, um, I would call it social enterprise or business for good. I don't know, conscious enterprise. Um, over the last six, seven years, 
and that being really coming into this knowing around how to move and work with that feminine and masculine energy within the business. I think for so long, I didn't notice that was what was happening, but um, you know, when those structures come in, they support and liberate me personally to feel free to express Mm -hmm. and to be in that creative intuitive energy Mm -hmm. and to really meet people where they are with what's coming through. Mm -hmm. And it's only when you've got the automations and Mm -hmm. the standard operating procedures and the systems and the project plans and (laughs) the timelines. I love this. I love this voice that's arrived when I talk about the masculine. This is frequency (laughs) going in. I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Can you come organize my business? It sounds fantastic. In that voice. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it really, for me, has to be personified as its own thing. Mm. And so that I don't, um, and and I guess, yeah, so that I don't create a whole identity around it. I feel like for a long time, I did have a really strong identity in that masculine structure of like, Mm. I will go really far by myself because I will make it happen. And it's really forceful. Mm. And that was a nice phase. I'm glad that... um, (laughs) I got a beautiful, um, a beautiful tap from a wonderful human being out of that bullshit. Mm. Um, and now it's like, yeah, let's, let's go somewhere, but let's go together and let's set up the scaffolding. That means that we're supported to continue moving in a way that is really intuitive and really, um, in that feminine energy. So I I just, yeah, I just feel like I need to speak into that. I love that. Um, Mm. and yeah, I'm I'm just curious. I mean, you kind of touched a little bit there on self-leadership. I would love to hear what your take is on self-leadership. You mentioned sovereignty. Mm. Um, what else does that mean for you? What does self-leadership look like and sound like for you? Yeah. Mm. Um, for me, it is a unwavering devotion to my alignment. Um, mm. And I guess alignment to me really means uh, following the breadcrumbs and the flow of what allows me to be my higher self here. Mm -hmm. That can sound really like, cool, you know, but it's like, it's legit, eh? Like, because, um, you know, it's so much of that chariot energy is a lot of my energy, I feel too, you Mm. know. I've got an unwavering kind of flow towards being the full expression of myself. Yeah. I think that's what really got me out of those dark places. Mm. Um, A friend I was working with, she said to me, Akika, some people come here seeking. And she said, you came here knowing. Ooh, nice. And I was like, I think a lot of us who are in this energy did come here knowing Mm -hmm. who we are. So I guess, yeah, back to, you know, to the the core of the question, um, yeah, the self-leadership would be always making sure that I'm in alignment with my value system, Mm -hmm. that I'm in alignment with the vision that I want to create here on earth. Mm -hmm. And that most importantly, I'm in alignment with what feels good, Mm -hmm. like living a life that feels really, really good. Mm -hmm. Yes. Really important. Yeah. And I feel like too, you know, recovering from trauma and being an addiction. I mean, for me anyways, with my experience, there was kind of this period where it was just like so much survival. Like there's no other reference point other than hard, mm-hmm. other than it being in, like suffering, like other than wanting to escape constantly. Mm-hmm. And 
that that shifted once I recovered from addiction and once I recovered from chronic mental distress. But it, it did take shape and take form and like overworking or overgiving or, you know, there was other ways that that could show up. But it was kind of this underlying kind of theme of addiction to suffering. And it took so long. And I'm so fucking proud of my courage. And I guess it was that kind of felt felt truth, felt inner knowing of like, this ain't it. This like, ain't it. This ain't it. This ain't it. There's something else for you. <laughs> if, you're willing, if you're willing to sit with the discomfort mm. of navigating the uncertainty of the other. Mm. And it came to a place, I think, really in particular in my motherhood where it's like, nah, nah. We're, we are committed to finding a a way of being and a way of doing that has grace that uh, has a flavor of ease to it and where it's fucking fun. Like I know I am fun in my core. Like I know too. That's my birthright (laughs) to be fun and playful. Like that's who I am. Yeah. And I'm just curious, like what was that transition like for you in those patterns of like survival and like literally fucking minute to minute mm. to now being able to be in a place of like mm. <laughs> whatever this was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More of that. I love that. Wow. Yeah. I wanted to go here mm. when we were co-creating, mm. you know. And, um, you let me know. Yeah, I let you know. <laughs> I let you know and you felt it. So thank you for your telepathic abilities. Um yeah, I would say, do you know what the, okay, so the first part of that tangibly would have been nervous system regulation. Oh, fuck yes. Which I actually. Fuck yes, and I'm going, let's go nervous <laughs> yeah, system regulation. Please, can we go there? Because that was, I believe that is the key. That is actually the key to holding higher consciousness in your body, to a relationship with God, and to being able to translate those frequencies and energies that you experience into a relationship with life. Beautiful. Like that is it. Fuck. So how do you do that? So, (laughs) well, it's been like, it's been an incredible journey. The funny thing is, was with what I went through, I was having panic attacks like so bad. My nervous system was fucked. Yeah. Like it was so bad. And I think that was, I felt like I had to learn actually Mm. to uh, regulate the nervous system in order to be able to teach energetics Mm -hmm. and to be able to also uh, create this life that I'm living and will continue to develop into more and more and more. Um, For me, it was really kundalini yoga that Mm. saved my life and that works as an ancient technology that works with sound, breath and uh, asana to uh, regulate the nervous system and rise certain in uh, a certain energy the kundalini energy from the base of the spine with the intention of union with source wow um on a more kind of metaphysical level um i would kind of say that you can't experience anything in this life until you believe that you will allow yourself to have it and you feel safe to have it um the safety is key key. it's the door through the safety is the door Mm -hmm. and first you need to know that that level could be something 
like that is tangible to experience more play, more peace, more joy, mm-hmm. more freedom. You mm. need to know. Secondly, you need to have some sort of anchor, anchoring practice or some sort of guide to guide you into being able to embody mm. that mm. as you are in your current reality. Yeah. And then thirdly, you need the courage and you need the support and you need um, the vision to be able to take actions to bring that frequency then into your reality. Mm, that sounds like a formula for manifesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I've been like deep in manifestation, um, mm. like readings. <laughs> so yes. cool that you wow. bring this through like that. Yeah. That seemed like the formula, you know. Yeah. But the Okay, so can we just go back to that formula? I feel like it's so potent. There's so much there. So you're saying... Step one is to have a place of acceptance that it is possible for you. hundred percent. Right? Yep. And I would call that purification of the right. consciousness right. because it's a purification of the current programs and ideas and realities and coming to a space of the zero point. So you can then land something new. Shit. Okay. So <laughs> how will we, how will we know? Fuck, it's so good. I'm fucking, this is, I'm, this, I can't believe we're doing this. This is so good. So. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So how do you know? Because if, okay. So what are the things you're going to be telling yourself mm. that are going to keep, keep you distanced from what's possible? Like. You're going to be telling yourself, my name's Wendy. Kia ora, Wendy. Kia ora, Wendy. We love you. This is not- Come to the zero point. Yeah, come to the zero point. He's <laughs> saying, I'm Wendy. I live here. This is what I do for my work. This is where I go every day. Essentially, it's you're going to be telling yourself that you are the reality that you're living right now. That is you. Mm. There is no other aspect of you. And it's a density. Mm. when you're in that space and it feels dense too because it's like there's no you know everyone will say limiting beliefs and all that stuff but it is but the truth of it is the embodiment in that space is a density I can't move and it's a heaviness this is who I am and nothing can change yes that's not the nature of consciousness Mm, that's not the nature of consciousness Mm. what's the nature of consciousness expansive Mm. open Mm-hmm. constantly in evolution, constantly flowing, mm-hmm. um, just fucking badass basically. <laughs> but, you know, it's just essentially everything and nothing. Yes. So it is a um, a reality that all is possible. And with Wendy in the density. Wendy. Shoulder Wendy. <laughs> Say Wendy has an aha moment of like, okay, I could be more than my title. I could be more than these said personality traits. Or I'm just like this because that's that's because my parents were like this. Or I'm just like this because this happened to me. Or whatever it is. I'm the way I am and it can't be changed because that's who I am. Whatever it is. What is the invitation to notice Something else could be true Mm. to see a closeness to the door of being able to explore something Mm. else. Mm. Beautiful. The invitation is a pattern disrupt Mm -hmm. and the pattern disrupt can come in the form of trauma, 
the pattern disrupt can come in the form of a esoteric experience, mm-hmm. a spiritual experience. Mm-hmm. The pattern disrupt can come in the form of finding your incredible course oh. and being exposed to the awareness of the concept mm-hmm. that Wendy is not Wendy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and I think we're seeing a lot of pattern disrupts mm-hmm. and that's everyone's like a spiritual awakening. That's essentially what it is. It's yep. a pattern disrupt. Love. Mm. Love that. Okay. Mm. So Wendy has now had her patterns disrupted. She's had the bloody patterns disrupted. <laughs> she's going through it. She's fucking in the room. She's had four dark, dark nights just all at once. <laughs> and mate, they don't finish. That's a whole other question. Oh my God. But they don't finish like at one. I yeah. Know. That's, yeah. A other, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, but okay, so we we see that something else could be possible, mm. and then the next step you were saying, mm. what is that that next step? Embodiment. Embodiment, right? So, what would it look like <laughs> and sound like for Wendy to pick up and try on something else? How do you yeah. embody something? Yeah, sure. So, I guess my interpretation of embodiment is uh, so she's experienced the the new frequency, and then it's integrating it into your current reality through practices mm-hmm. such as I mean, my go to is I always say this to my clients is silent meditation, mm-hmm. um, dancing, mm-hmm. um, setting boundaries, and mm-hmm. clearing energetically clearing out spaces. Mm-hmm. It's essentially bringing that frequency that you've experienced in the purification stage mm-hmm. into the physical reality. Um, and then holding, holding, holding that, mm-hmm. um, and holding it as a truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I feel like there's a piece as well where the nervous system gets dysregulated because it's so uncomfortable to embody that mm-hmm. where it's actually like, fuck, like I actually like love ease, yes. like peacefulness. Like yeah. It is, there's kind yes. of a repelling phase yes. where you're kind of like, I actually am so uncomfortable with this shit. Like yes. I don't fucking know how to embody it. Yes. And in that place, what I've found to be helpful is to regulate the nervous system mm. through breath or something and to create, um, to create that safety and reaffirm the safety. Like I am safe as I embody this new frequency. I love that. Because if it has never been Mm. a reference point, Mm. it's not really accessible. So if you can create the safety for yourself in the discomfort of embodying it, that creates, I don't know, is it a a shortcut? I don't know. I love that. Yeah. It's a cheat code. It's a cheat code, right? Mm. Yeah. A cheat code. Um, But it's noticing when, you are getting those thoughts flooded of like, this is too hard. I can't do this. I don't like it or procrastinating or distraction or disassociating or whatever it is. Being like, ah, I'm not safe. So I'm going to come back to a place of safety Mm. in creating that safety for myself and finding that regulated place. 
then what is possible for me in the embodiment of that beautiful yeah thanks for bringing that here because I feel like that's really like a gate Mm. around you need that gate Mm -hmm. around the new frequency Mm -hmm. I always say this hold the frequency it's like hold the line you you gotta hold it in that embodiment piece and that safety is really that shield so you can go out in the world and continue to cultivate this new beautiful um way of new way of being yeah um and so you've received the embodiment. So we're now in the energy, we're in the frequency. We can hold the vibration of something that wasn't there before. Whew, I'm getting excited. Now it's a matter of what do we do? How do we show up from this place or what becomes possible from here? And then taking new directions, taking new paths, taking new actions. Like, hundred percent. How does that then begin to shift your reality like what what will Mm. wendy start to see what did wendy embody Mm. i think she needs a frequency she needs a frequency Mm. what'd she pick up and try on i feel like it's like wendy's like going for the whole empowerment thing fuck yeah wendy do you know what i mean like she's been in a really shit job yeah she's been feeling really shit about herself and what's possible maybe she's with a partner that doesn't really respect her that much yeah we're going in the story Mm -hmm. and wendy's just felt this like pattern disrupt of just like nah man like there's something more from me. Yes. I'm better than this, yes. this empowerment piece. Um, so I guess the last stage, I love to call it the expression. Mm, expression yourself. Oh, yeah, that's, nice. that's like yes. my favorite. This is my favorite stage, right? Because yes. what's happening now is once there is that safety and that awareness and that understanding in holding the frequency and the embodiment, um, you know, you then begin to act with the field, the current reality in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Um, you start to take um, new actions, you say new words, mm-hmm. you start to maybe want to um, leave certain things that were in the vibrational resonance of the identity that you had cultivated and known before. Yes. Um, So I guess Wendy would maybe break up with her partner. That's, you know, that Mm -hmm. could be something that happened or setting boundaries. She might go to work and say, hey, man, this is not cool Mm -hmm. the way that I'm being treated. And Mm -hmm. I think this could be better. And that shifts her into a new reality. So um, it's really this always this dance, you know, when I connect – they, you know, when I connect with my counsel and my higher self, it's always like we, you know, it's that dance from victim to creator. Yes. To create a consciousness. Yes. Um, and, you know, everyone always says this life is so hard. It's so unfair. A lot of people spend a lot of time fighting. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time fighting against the current until I realized there was nothing to fight against. Hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everything is consciousness and source is, you know, spiritual law is um, – what's what's running the joint right it's <laughs> not mm. very intellectual way to say it but it is mm. and when we're having, able to have the realization that in each moment consciousness is there for us to be manipulated based on our perception mm-hmm. it's like wow brah mm-hmm. mate mm-hmm. like that is the key mm-hmm. and the key is in every moment now now and now it's a constant ability to create something new to be something new to uh, work with energy in that way. And that's why I love working with energy so much because that's truth. There's nothing that's ever imprisoned us. 
Other than our minds. Yes. And our perception. And our perception. And it is our responsibility to liberate ourselves from the cages we've created that weren't our fault. And this is the key, I think, with trauma recovery coaching is like, it's not your fault. Like that shit was fucked. It's not your fault. Now, now, now is your responsibility. Mm. And what are we going to do here to create a new future for yourself where those shitty fucking prisons that got shackled in your mind about who you are and what's possible for you can be broken free. And I'm, I'm coming more and more into a space with this. And the word that's just alive, like so big right now is patience. Like, yes, we recreate. Yes. We go on this journey of, of um, these transformational moments that give us a, a viewing platform of a new frequency we embody that frequency we then express that frequency and there is patience and i feel like the millennial generation hi me too is like now yeah like (laughs) netflix now uber eats now like Mm. everything now and i'm finding and just journeying with this interesting intersection of Mm. how we are patient in the unfolding of things and trust that everything is on its way. Nothing that is for me is going to pass me by. And this kind of embodying, you know, because sometimes there's like a delay. There's a bit of a delay. Yeah. yeah. What's your noticings with that? There is a big delay. Um, I guess I've shifted a lot of my perception around that. I actually didn't even want to fuck with manifestation for a really long time because I was like, I don't, this it doesn't work. I, it's not going to come. I can't be bothered. Like it's not here. So why would I waste my time? I was going into that lack understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of now, especially working with the quantum and working with understanding my own relationship with timelines, with uh, – manifestation with frequency and energy Mm -hmm. what I am really jamming on is that I can experience the stuff that I want right now Mm. and that is through this relationship I've created with embodiment Mm -hmm. so I mean at the moment I'm manifesting a few things at the moment you know Mm -hmm. so (laughs) every night I usually stillness the silence practice is my thing so I'll go to the zero point when I say zero point it's going into that field where you unify um with whatever you want to call it source god universe it's that stillness Mm. um I'll do that and then I'll actually play my voice speaking aloud what I want to experience in the present tense Mm. and I'll listen to that after I'm in like a regulated state Mm -hmm. and then I'll feel all the feelings of that. Um, And I'm like, I'm experiencing that right now. And I think as I've practiced and practiced, I've come to understand that the things are fantastic, what we want, you know, that we want, but we actually want the transformation. Mm. We want who we become in the process. We want the feelings. We want the frequency and the energy. And Mm -hmm. if you can come to really, um, respect energy in this way and work with energies in this way, you can experience those things now and take yourself to that place now. That is juicy, so eh? fucking good. It's juicy because then you're just like, and, and also that resonates with source to me because it's a wholeness. Mm. I'm good now. 
And yeah, don't get me wrong. Sometimes I'm like, when's my when's my Tane coming? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I see, you know. <laughs> but then sometimes like I'm crazy, you know. I work a lot with energy and stuff. So I'll see this person next to me when I go out with my friends, like intuitively and energetically. I'll mm. feel this person's presence when I go for a walk. Mm. And I'm like, oh, God, you know. And I'll have that kind of interaction in with the field in that way. Mm. And then I'll also have compassion for myself and go, I'm in the longing of these things that I want. I have the tools to be able to experience them in the now. Um, And I trust that I'm whole. And I also trust um, the unraveling of this experience because, um, you know, life, some things that you're wanting, the frequency and the energy of what you're calling in, you're not in the place maybe to be able to hold that just now. Mm -hmm. If that did come just now, it could rip a lot of things Yep. a part that you're maybe not ready to let go of. You're maybe not ready to step into levels of responsibility, especially mm-hmm. if you are in leadership. It's mm-hmm. something I really learned. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's Fuck. that trust. There's a lot of pieces there, but that trust, yeah. Fuck, I just feel like that was just like a boo 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 I do that. <laughs> that was like, I'm going to have to just, I think I'm going to cut that piece out of what we just talked about and just like mm. play that. Mm. Um to myself in the morning as a reminder like yeah that is so powerful and I haven't heard it in that way and I just want to honor what just came through because I feel like yeah that was just incredibly abundant I feel like it was a fucking miracle (laughs) if you are picking up and putting on what just came through that is a miracle in your life like a fuck yeah oh, thank you mm. <laughs> thank you yes yeah exactly yeah mm. um sh- so many places we can go from here but i want to i want to see where you're at and what it is that you want to speak into from what's come up so far mm. is there anything that's really alive for you yes <laughs> um i'm so fucking surprised <laughs> yeah. i was like yes of course there is <laughs> Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for asking me that. That's really beautiful. Um, (laughs) Because, um, (laughs) I think what there's so many of our souls, I'm going to speak really, Mm. you know, mm, 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 you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There's so many of our souls now that are landed smack bang in the purpose. Um, and I want to link it to where we started, you know, each soul has a unique expression of light. Mm-hmm. I like to see this unique expression belongs to a network. We came here to liberate consciousness. Mm-hmm. If certain souls, um, okay, redirected back, but essentially what I'm really wanting to speak into is that you are going to have a unique way of leading and you're going you're gonna to have a unique way of bringing a creation mm-hmm. here to earth. Mm-hmm. That uniqueness is very important. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that happens when people step into expressing and being in leadership is they often carry some frequencies of the old identity or some frequencies that we see in society of how leadership should be yep. or how a person should run a business, how a person should do blah, 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 blah. When we work from this space of the sole purpose – There aren't these regimented, um, there's not these regimented, I guess, webs (laughs) Um, and 
I guess what I want to say is if you feel that there is something in life in you that you want to express, that when you express it, you feel completely connected to source God, the universe. When you create it, you feel that you are opening and a new portal, Mm -hmm. (laughs) a new way of doing things, um, be it, Mm. be it, Mm -hmm. be around people who help you feel safe in it Mm -hmm. and know that this is the time. And a lot of us has, have come here specifically to lead in this way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That felt quite a lot for me. (laughs) Pretty vibrant. Yeah. The throat chakra is like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, I really feel that. And I think there's a there's a lot of people being like in this imposter syndrome of like, I'm not healed enough. I'm not growing enough. I'm not mature enough. I'm not experienced enough. I don't have enough. I don't know enough people in that place of where I want to create. And that scarcity, that fear Mm. (laughs) is keeping them shackled from this expression, you know? Mm. And I just want to know, like, what is your message to people who are experiencing the, the distance between who they really are and this, these shackles? Yeah. Mm. My advice to that is that every time we don't speak our truth, every time we stay in situations or we stay in energetic uh, frequencies that are not in resonance with our being, how you know it's not in resonance with your being is it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel safe. That's just a simple rule that you can always apply. Um, You are keeping open timelines and you are keeping open uh, experiences that are not – resonant with your soul path Mm. I think if you're feeling distance the fastest thing I would I mean the the most important thing I would do would be come back to self recalibrate start to incorporate and devote to practices that allow you to feel a deep resonance a cellular resonance with self Mm. that allow you to start to essentially date yourself and get to know yourself better Mm -hmm. then from that space be fucking devoted to your truth. Mm-hmm. Like I like to think of it like, you know, when there's like guard dogs and stuff like guard, <laughs> you know, you have to be aggressive and like that. Well, you could be if you want to, but you know, it's just like, that is my North star. Mm-hmm. Um, and just really, I, it can be scary to speak your truth as well. And oh God, yeah. but you know, what's more scary is not being who you are. Mm hmm. That's yep. more scary to me. That's yeah. fucked. I know. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I feel like, yeah, there's definitely a piece where often when you come into that place, um, you know, there is a period of like loneliness. I guess you can see all these people mm. that are like embodied in their gifts and like expressing their truth oh. and their throat chakras activate and like yeah, all this shit. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I'm headed there. And right now I'm no fucking like near that at all. You know, it's lonely. It's depressing. Yes. You go through a grieving process. Yes. And Mm. often you're grieving the part of you that resonated with bullshit for so long. Yes. They're grieving the part of you that resonated with so much dysfunction in your own life. And you're grieving relationships that 
resonated with the part of you that was alive in that period. And when you go through this process, it is so normal to feel that isolation and that darkness. Mm. And I guess just Mm. a, a like warm motherly nurturing hug Mm. of like, and on the other side of that, you see how you are the hero in your story. Like you see, like I needed to hold myself through that to come on this side with this power and strength. And if I, if I continue to allow the dysfunction and toxicity in my life through that period and perhaps for someone else to save me, for me to give my power away again through that process, Mm. the strength, the courage and the bravery won't be in the embodiment of who you've become on the other side to carry you forward as you activate your throat chakra, share your gifts with the world and find your tribe. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of things you got to do, eh? It's a lot of things. Wow, that's so beautiful and it is so true and I Mm. like to bring things into metaphors in terms of like nature as well Mm -hmm. to help us move through these periods. You know, when you plant a seed, a seed is in the dirt uh, on its own (laughs) for a while. Mm -hmm. It has a little bit of water. It's Mm -hmm. quite dark. Maybe it gets a little, little bit of light Mm -hmm. and it slowly starts to make its way Mm. towards the surface Mm. very slowly. Um, I think, yeah, another piece to add to what you beautifully just said is that get support. Mm. I think that's one thing that I have really like, I talk about that, but I was like, bro, I'm not actually embodying that. And I'm like a person of integrity. And I was kind of like, oh yeah, I want support, like, you know, Mm. but like the moment that I got support, like I've just really started to invest in body work. I've really started to invest in mentoring and like, I want to go do more certifications and Mm -hmm. more incredible things just to keep growing my awareness. Mm -hmm. It's a cheat code mm-hmm. and Total you're so held. Code. And it's also this pillar, this lighthouse that is like guiding you in as you go through this transformation and yeah. as you kind of traverse worlds and mm-hmm. quantum leap. Um, so I think that's another really important part of the I whole love thing. That brought that up. Yeah. Mm. I really love that you've brought that up because that also, I think, helps you see when you're getting too comfortable in an identity you create in the comfort of what you have embodied Mm. and helps that pattern disrupt. It's like Mm. I choose to be pattern disrupted by going into these experiences where I get to see all the ways I've created um, comfort in an identity of where I am. And so I love that. I love that you've brought that up. And the other piece I wanted to speak into and, and hear what your thoughts are as well, is just around community. Like, who do you journey alongside with? Who do you let in? And I think there's a real piece around discernment here, especially as trauma survivors. Like, trust is earned. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think there is, um, you know, if you have experienced trauma in relation to another, Mm. that that will be healed in relation to another Mm. it won't actually be healed in isolation Mm. but often the uh, coping strategy is an independence um where you don't let anyone in so that you aren't abandoned rejected denied again and so you know i think there is a real Mm. maturing in relating to others that gets to take place throughout life um as trauma survivors and it kind of in my experience, I'm kind of at a place at the moment where, you know, knowing what 
my core values are, knowing what my minimum standards are, knowing what those boundaries are, knowing what it is that I bring to the fucking table a lot for reciprocity <laughs> as mm. well. Mm. Um, knowing, knowing those things means that I can kind of come from a place of deep trust in who I am mm. to meet someone where they are mm. that like, even if something starts to get a little funky, I'm like in this place of like, I'll speak to the funky because I'm so good now within yes. myself yes. But anyways, blah, blah, blah. I love that. Speaking into this community piece, mm. like if someone is kind of on this journey of realizing, maybe maybe it's you, Wendy. <laughs> Shout out, Wendy. <laughs> love you, Wendy. Love you, Wendy. Of like, yeah, you know, I don't really have the people around me that mm. are shared values even or that mm. can meet me in this new identity mm. what do you want to speak into around that because that we we know that community piece is so key thank you thank you thank you for this question mm. so as we're leaving let's i'll talk in terms of energy as we're leaving a certain vibrational frequency and we are not yet fully embodied into the new frequency and are still, like you said, traversing with people, um, beings and all these types of things, um, it can be really normal. I call it to not come out of the closet mm -hmm. and to kind of just give people, you're emitting a new frequency. So obviously you feel different to the people that you're around, mm -hmm. but when you're actually speaking, you're only giving people like maybe 60% of what you're actually um, mm. traversing and experiencing, if that's making sense. Yeah. Um, so I would say the most important thing I want to speak to is, uh, number one, not everybody needs to be cut out of your life. I think as a trauma survivor and someone – I feel like I'm very good at quantum leaping. Mm -hmm. um, I could be better. I'm not saying like I'm an, an expert, but I feel like there's been a lot of leaps, yeah. a lot. Timeline timeline leaping is, it's it's. I love that type of energy and that work. And yes. So I feel like I've had to le learn it a lot and I'll continue to, <laughs> to keep doing it. Um, and I think as a trauma survivor, one thing that I did, I'm like, yeah, nah, that person's like, they're out. Mm. They're completely out. Um, as I stepped into a new frequency because maybe I didn't like feel safety. Um, I didn't feel safe. Like I didn't feel safety to express with that person because I was scared of how they would meet me. Mm -hmm. I'm talking quite vaguely. So I want to bring it back to, back to the question, but I guess essentially what I would say is, the first, yeah, the first step is just get really comfortable at being present, taking your time and allowing people to surprise you. Mm -hmm. Because, um, you know, if you're doing this work, I guarantee that you, if you're here in this route, in this vibration, listening to this, you're a person that's very devoted to love and you're very devoted to your consciousness mm. and I'm sure there's a lot of people around you who feel your essence you may not feel it yet mm. but there's a lot of people around you who feel your essence and feel your true vibration and want the best for you mm. so instead of cutting them first I would say just get more confidence in speaking your truth I love this and speaking what's alive for you yeah I think a lot of times I've run I've run from conversations. Sometimes when things are uncomfortable and I'm changing, I'll be like, well, you know, it's heaps easy to just say, I'm just going to jet off on a plane and I'm just going to go mm -hmm. um, because I don't want to handle this right now because I'd been through so much stuff where conflict was not good and it was completely earth shattering and ripped my life apart, you know? Yeah. 
it's not like that anymore. Mm. So yeah, let people surprise you. Not mm. everybody has to live your life. Yes. Um, and bring your truth and your vulnerability to spaces mm. because when you do that, when you speak to all of that you are, you become a vibrational match mm. for your people and people can really see you. Yes. Mm, just like and it's we so, get to see I each know, other. It's so beautiful to really see you mm. and be seen by you, mm. you know, like to be – and I think that's a core human need is mm. to be seen, but we hide because it hasn't hide. been safe. It hasn't been We've safe. We've been programmed to believe that it's not safe. So much but, so, yeah. But something else could be true, Wendy. Something, something else could, could be true. true. You never know. Yeah. You never know. And, yeah, I just feel so, so enriched by this conversation. Me I feel too. like there's just a, a reoccurring picture I just keep seeing. So I just want to speak into that and then I think we're coming to a close. But – what I have been learning through season two of this podcast and interviewing interesting as fuck people is like, um, yeah, you know, we come onto the earth and we experience often a lot of really difficult things in that initiation. Like, you know, I've even just been feeling into today what it's like for a baby to cry and have no one come because there's quite a big thing with like sleep training mm. um, as a mum, you know, that was something that I considered and, and I didn't choose that. This is not to shame anyone in this conversation either. It's just what is alive for me at the moment and what I'm noticing. But like, what does that do for us at that age to use the only mechanism we have to call out and have no one come? What does that tell us about the world? Mm. That, our needs can't be met and perhaps that there is an internalized state of helplessness from that point. And, you know, there are so many factors that contribute to a mother being able to respond to her child. So it is not the mother's fault. I feel like that's so important to say. Um, and we've let our mothers down in such a big way uh, in terms of support around them to be able to meet the needs of their children but, you know, we have that and then we have these these experiences perhaps with parents or caregivers or authority, whether it's at school or teachers or whatever, that for whatever reason make a set of emotions wrong or bad, um, that make a certain type of expression as a child wrong or bad. And so we shame and hide parts of ourselves um, to get those basic needs met, like mm -hmm. love, belonging validation, saint, whatever it is. And then we come into our teenage years and <laughs> experience relationships, sex, um, betrayal, <laughs> um, you know, these, these experiences that really shape our identity. And then we come into like our twenties and it's like trying to, I guess, find meaning and purpose and contribute and we might go and study, but we might go and study because someone told us that they studied that and they liked it. Or perhaps we had pressure from our family to go and study or go and work in a certain way because that's what our parents wanted us to do, whatever. So there's all these experiences that have really denied us of who we are, denied us of our needs and taught us that I guess those needs aren't really valid or important. And so I guess what I'm learning from these interviews is like that creates humility mm. in the cracking open, mm. cracking open of um, 
powerfully turning all of that pain into some kind of purpose, mm. being able to alchemize those experiences and do the work to unlearn, to come back into ourselves, come back in connection to source and what becomes possible for us because of our unique story, our unique lived experience, what becomes possible for us from that place once that's been excavated is quite healing for other people. Mm. And yeah, I've just seen that as a picture reoccurring through this last part of this chat. And I just wanted to share that and mm. see, you know, what's your felt sense on, you know, that journey that we go through that brings us to a point um, where we can choose to keep living in the past or begin to crack open and allow the divine to move through us and it to be something that's healing for ourselves but healing for the collective yeah wow 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 um that's an incredible way to sum up the human experience in like 30 seconds that was unbelievable (laughs) so much depth um yeah I think that my piece in this would be awareness is everything Mm. Um, I think that if you are devoted to your awareness, if you're devoted to always saying to God, source and the universe, how does it get better than this? Mm. Show me more, Mm -hmm. show me how I can be more of myself. And if you're able to take that lens rather than, well, I know everything, you know, not I know everything, but I've learned all of this and I know everything now because I feel like the more I know, the less I know. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) And if you're able to come into that space and connect with the world from that space, that is the frequency and the energy of infinite possibilities. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think from there you just keep getting shocked. Mm -hmm. I just keep getting shocked. And I don't even think I'm in the thick of it yet. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and I get shocked I get shocked in ways that humble me Mm -hmm. in ways where I go I've done all this work man like Mm. I'm not gonna go down (laughs) it's like you always go into that then I get knocked down yeah but the knocking down is always a deepening and an opening Mm -hmm. it's kind of being bare and naked at the altar of um, all that is. Yeah, right. And then when I get knocked down, it's like I come with an even more expanded, humble s- perception mm-hmm. um, and I'm able to interact with the world from that place. And it's always well, I will serve more powerfully. Mm. I will be my life upgrades. It's constant upgrades. It is, yeah. It's constant. Yeah, so I suppose it's not like there's like a point where it's like, ah, it's like, Perhaps you're resourced differently to see it in a new way Mm. when those shocks happen. 100%. And as I was driving here, my thing is the spiral. It's the biggest symbol in my life Mm. and I'm going to create a spiral center one day. Yes. (laughs) And as I was driving here, I saw the spiral and I thought of the spiral and it's leading to the end of this incredible transmission Mm. um, that we've co-created. And it was like, it's consistent. If we think of it in this lifetime, we're just constantly unraveling Mm. and unraveling and unraveling into more of ourselves, into more of truth, into more of consciousness. If we look at it on a wider perspective in terms of lifetimes and, you know, everybody's spiraling together, we're just constantly unraveling Mm. and unraveling and unraveling to know self through different perceptions, to know energy and frequency through different lenses. Mm -hmm. And it's really all 
um, you know, for the collaboration and for the awareness and understanding of the source. That's my, mm-hmm. that is my take mm-hmm. on it. And if everybody has a different perception, you know, source wants to experience itself in different ways. Yes. So I take that lens in my life. I want to experience myself in a lot of different, in a lot of different ways. Beautiful. Um, and that means new Akikas mm. all of the time. And I can't wait to meet them. Yeah, same to you. Can't wait to meet Jimmer mm. 6043. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I just, just a softening to be able to notice more and more of those invitations mm. that get presented mm. to surrender even more into not knowing. Mm. So I just want to honor you, sister. This conversation was mm. fucking fire and I just feel so mm. honored mm. and pr- like just such a privilege to be able to mm. journey with this Akika mm. and to meet you here now mm. because in this moment this is truly expansive mm. and I know for everyone listening that there will be something in this episode that will have hit hit something within you that's just kind of like oh there's mm. something there and mm. there's an invitation with that to sit and be and notice and create the space to get curious around what that was. Um, and as we come to a close, is there anything else that you wanted to share? Anything else you want to speak into? I just want to say thank you so much for creating this container and like meeting me. So, and letting me be me so we could go there together, Mm. like acknowledging everything that you've been through and the space that you're creating for people through this media Mm, is really beautiful. So I want to acknowledge you and um, your light. Thank you. Um, And I guess to everybody listening, I just want to say like, you are love, you know, you are loved um, and everything is in divine, perfect timing. Yes, and so it is. That's so, so beautiful. Mm. Thank you. If people would like to connect with you, mm. what is the best way? And can you just like highlight summary? What are the ways people can work with you? Mm, cool. Yeah. So um, my work is really centered around energetics and supporting people to um, create a new reality and to through their soul purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the moment I have devotion, mm-hmm. which is a um, three month program for spiritual healers. My work is a lot around supporting spiritual healers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the cohort, the next cohort opens up in, Uh, May, which is really exciting. Um, And I also have a one-to-one mentorship and that is for beings who are really wanting to go deeper, Mm -hmm. who are really wanting to excavate um, and who have spiritual leadership, who are here with something to share and are wanting to truly express their gifts and step into a new reality, that untapped potential, a reality that maybe others around them would go, what the fuck, who are you to do that? Mm-hmm. That's the journey we'll go on for the six months and the energy and frequency of it is no limitations mm. um, and pure potentiality and possibilities and safety as well as we traverse that energy. So that's open as well. It's a one-to-one mentorship. Um, I'm on YouTube. You can yes. search Akika K. As you can tell, your girl likes to talk. <laughs> and I also do a lot of incredible sound transmissions there which are oh my an interweaving of what we've spoken yeah but through ways that really hit the psyche and hit the being 
um, and really shift things very fast. So fast. Mm. I think I've experienced three of your sound healings Mm. now live Mm. and it is a multi-dimensional experience, multi-sensory, like your voice, the Mm. power that Mm. you carry in your voice is unlike anything I have ever touched, felt, sensed, tasted. It was like, wow. So if you get the opportunity, are you going to tour? I hope to. I I would love to. Yeah. I feel like if if Akika is in a town near you, you get your girl up, come through. Down, I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah hit your girl up and come through. Um, and then I'm on the gram. Yes, what's your Insta Akika, handle? Akika A K I K A. It's the same backwards. Dot K A Y E Akika K yeah. on Instagram and um, energetics is my jam. So yeah, mm. come play with me there. Magic, magic. Thank you so much for such Thank a beautiful you. conversation. Thank you, Gemma. Um, yeah, and until next time. Until we'll, next time. We'll speak then. Speak Thank then. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I want to invite you to stop what you're doing right now and really reflect on what's landed for you in this episode. What was your aha moment? Write that down and turn it into an actionable goal for you to shift your reality. Inspiration without action leaves you where you were before this episode. So gift yourself this moment for change. If you've enjoyed the episode, please review the podcast. It really helps us grow the reach. Hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. And if you have a topic you'd like to hear more about, please slide into my DMs on Instagram at the underscore Gemma underscore Rose. See you next time. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.